What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, good afternoon or good morning or good night, wherever it is in your world. Super excited to have you guys back for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I'm Glenn P. Brooks Jr., and I'm telling you right now, at the time of the recording of this, it is the last week of 2021. And uh, 2021 um, has been an incredible year for some of you. It's been a painful year for many of you. It's been a year full of adjustments. And on today's edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, we're going to talk to somebody that I honestly believe that not only has gone through more than her fair share, uh, but has embodied what it looks like to make the adjustments. Here's what I know to be true. Uh, We're talking about the story behind the brand. When you're dealing with a brand, when you're dealing with a product or service or a business, um, it's often the story behind that business that intrigues you to continue to show up and do business with folks. The truth of the matter is, is that in a blog on HuffPost.com, contributing writer Flynn Coleman asked this question. He said, why are stories so powerful? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that they are more memorable than facts. Our brains are actually wired, guys, to respond to stories, metaphors, anecdotes, help us tend to relate, or we tend to relate to ideas better uh, because of those metaphors and those anecdotes. Uh, We relate our ideas and our experiences by providing richness and texture when you hear those kinds of things. The stories actually bring you and your listeners into a multidimensional world full of colors, sights, smells, and emotions, making us feel as though we are actually living the story. On today's edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast, It is my pleasure and my honor to get a chance to interview someone who I've had the opportunity of coaching in real life. When I met this young lady uh, probably two and a half years ago, uh, I kind of found it quite intimidating that she sought me out to coach her. And the reason why is because she had already been in business for 11 years. But you're going to hear a little bit as to why that was the case. Why did she seek a person like me out? Uh, And it had everything to do with where she was at. But before we get to that, I just want to introduce to you guys. Uh, Christine Psalms. Uh, how you doing, girl? It's good to have you on the show today. Hey, Coach. Um, I definitely appreciate being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Christine, We uh, this has been a long time coming. Um, I've been wanting to interview you for a minute. And before we get into the brand of who you are, what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for, and I definitely want you to share that I want you to take us all the way back. Um, You grew up in D.C. Um, You grew up having to fight for a lot of what you got, and it put something in you so that today, as a dance studio owner, um, you actually are bringing so many of those things to the table uh, in your day-to-day experience. Take us back. Give us who you are, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for, and help us understand Christine Psalms, uh, the story behind the brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Um, I am Christine Psalms. I'm a wife, a mom, business owner, mompreneur, coach, author, and dance studio owner of Dancing for His Glory Studio and Company in Clinton, Maryland. Um, I've been doing this for 13 years, uh, since 2014, full-time since 2014, and I absolutely love what I do. I also coach amazing women and moms, helping them to become more productive in their home and business life without burning out and almost losing the family the way that I used to do uh, so many years ago. That's who I am now. Um, I did grow up in Southeast DC, as we used to call it, Southeast, uh, Southeast with an F. But I grew up in Southeast DC, raised by a mom, single mom, with two brothers, one older and one younger. And it was a rough time in Southeast DC growing up. Um, we were bused to a school um, in Northeast DC because the Southeast uh, schools were that bad. And my mother did not want us going to a school that bad. They wanted it, she wanted us to get the best education possible without her having to spend money that she definitely did not have. So I would spend an hour on a bus every single day, 92 Garfield, I will never forget it, from Good Hope Road, Southeast, all the way to Washington, D.C., uh, the inner city, to Northeast D.C., attending McKinley Tech High School. And there, um, I graduated top number seven in my class. No, I wasn't valedictorian, but you're talking about seven, 800 kids. And I graduated number seven. I was excited about where I graduated um, and the lessons that I learned there, raised by my mom with the help of my great-grandmother, her mother. And so during that time, I realized that I had to push past me. I had to push past what it took to get what I wanted. I wanted to be more than just a Southeast girl. Um, I would get teased because I didn't, I didn't use the slang that they used. Um, my mother taught me better than that. Even though we grew up in Southeast DC, I was always at the Kennedy Center. She always had tickets for us or the National Theater downtown in Washington, DC, giving us culture. We, she wanted us to know that it was more than just black and white. It was so many other things out here in this world for us to experience and learn. And so because of that, it put something in me that wanted me to push past me. And that's been my, my dream, my desire. It's burned inside of me is to push past me, no matter what that looks like. I'm going to push past me. So that's how I grew up. It was rough. Um, at the um, age of 13, my mom would have me um, go down to Bell Atlantic, um, pay the water bills or pay the uh, the phone bills. She would have me call on the phone and negotiate uh, with those on the phone customer service to get extensions. Um, those in the Black community all know that mama didn't always have what was needed to pay bills. But most importantly, she wanted to make sure that the light stayed on, the water stayed on, and the food stayed on the table. And so because of that, she would ask me, to go down and, and negotiate. And at the time, like me negotiate. And for whatever reason, I did it. I now know that it was nothing but the grace of God that, that helped me to do what I did and to negotiate at the age of 13 with adults, teaching them or showing them, this is what I have. This is what I can give. Do you want this? And they always said yes. Negotiated time for my mom to pay little or nothing at that time so that we could continue to eat and sleep and have a shelter to live under. And so from that point on, I realized that I had to push past me and um, my brothers, I have one older, one younger, and they would call me Miss Mother. And uh, people at church would tease us about it. They always thought I was the older one, even though I was the middle child, but they would call me Miss Mother because I always knew 
what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, and where I wanted to go. And I always told them what to do. And surprisingly enough, two boys in Southeast D.C. actually listened to me. They listened to everything that I had to say. Um, and they did it most of the time without question. And there were times when my brothers would kind of buck at me, but I would just buck right back because that was the Southeast in me. I knew how to pull it out when I needed to. But more importantly, they understood that their sister, little sister or older sister, had something in in her that was going to push past my current circumstance. And so that gave me my drive to just push past who um who society thought I should be because I was this little black girl growing up in Southeast DC, sitting on a bus for an hour, five days a week, making sure I got the bus tokens and what have you to get the education that I needed. I didn't care what my environment looked like. I didn't care what the circumstances looked like. I didn't care that my mom and dad were divorced. I didn't quite understand why they were divorced. I didn't understand it until years later. But what I cared about was making sure that I pushed past me, pushed past my circumstances, pushed past my environment to get where I knew, which I know now to be where God wanted me to be. So that is who I am in a nutshell. Love it. Um, I'll no. even share that I went to Japan after I graduated from high school, a little black girl from Southeast went to Japan. I love it. No, I love it, Christine. And I want to unpack all of that stuff because I think one of the themes that I'm hearing um, throughout the course of your childhood, and I, I wrote it down, seems like you had no fear. And I wrote the word seems like, because when you grow up a middle child, Southeast DC, there's a lot to be afraid of, particularly if you're growing up in a single parent home, your mom is asking you to do things that grownups do, go down and negotiate. I remember those days um, where, you know, your mother would tell you to answer the phone and and, and whisper in the background what, you wanted, what they wanted you to say. And, um, and clearly you displayed some skills early on that actually caused folks around you to believe in you. Did you always have no fear, Christine? And if so, if not, um, where did you develop? that no fear mindset um, and that ability to stand up in the middle of a situation that was crumbling and, uh, and do what needed to be done? Oh, there was always fear. There was always fear. There was a fear of rejection, the fear of being told no, the fear of not knowing what to say to convince people of what you wanted. But what was stronger than fear was my desire to succeed, my desire to get that yes. So if you're going to tell me no, we're going to continue to discuss it and talk about it and push through until I get to that yes. I am that person. I do overanalyze things. I'm that overthinker. I'm that turtle. But because of that, it has benefited me because I want to understand the why. I want to understand the why behind it. Why, why are you telling me no? Or even why are you telling me yes? Why are you why are you rocking with me now? Why are you moving in, in the way that I move? Why, why, why? I always ask that question because I always want to know why. Kids younger, um, younger used to get, oh, be quiet. Stop asking why. You're always asking why. But I'm asking, why can't I ask why? So I never let the fear stop me. It's still there. It sits in the pit of my stomach, but it's part of my drive. So when I got the fear, when I would get on that bus and I would drive or take the bus down to to the water bill company to be able to walk in that door and talk to these people with my pigtails to negotiate keeping the water on so that we could flush the toilet that night so that we could cook dinner that night i understood my why 
my why was so that my family can continue to live and thrive. Now, was that my job? That was my mother's job. But I understood because my father was not present in the home at the time, I had to help her. Now, did I have to help her? Yes, I felt like I did. Um, whether it was my job or not, I felt like I had to get my whys answered. And that's what helped me to push past my fear. I love it. For those of you guys who are just tuning in to the live uh, or the recorded podcast, we're actually recording this live on Clubhouse. So by the time you hear this, uh, it will be well into 2022. Uh, but we're talking with Christine Soames. Um, I get an opportunity to coach her in real life, and I've always been uh, enamored and, quite frankly, just absolutely um, uh, inspired, really, uh, by her journey. And she's talking a little bit about what drove her. Uh, and in this episode, we're dealing with the story behind the brand. I think that all too often, Christine, people don't understand that you are the sum of what you've gone through, right? So all the things that you've gone through, good, bad, or indifferent, collectively, they make up who you are. And the truth of the matter is you take them wherever you go, some good, some bad, um, some things you have to unlearn, some things worked for you and you want to keep that. What would you say, um, and I'm just thinking out loud, was the single thing in your life growing up that had not had that not happened or had that event or had that um, mindset not been developed, you would not be the successful entrepreneur that you are today. Uh, what was that one thing? If you can, I know I'm asking you on the spot, but if you, if you could go back down memory lane and think through, no, nah, that's the thing that shaped who I am today. What would that be? Wow. That is a loaded question. Um, the very first thing that came to my mind is if my mom and dad had not gotten divorced. And I know people, you know, that's not a popular answer because you want your parents to stay together. But I understand that if my mother and my father had not got divorced and I had not seen my mother struggle and even had not experienced the things that I had gone through with my dad, with my dad not being there, my dad telling me, you can't buy me a pair of shoes. That's what I pay child support for. And if I had not seen my mother lie away at night, you know, praying and crying and asking God to help her, if I had not seen my grandmother keep stepping in time and time again, it would have not, it, I would have, I would not be who I am today. And I say that because it created something in me. It created this driving me that I am better than my circumstance. And oftentimes, if we grow up or live with a silver spoon in our mouth or we are handed things time and time again, then we are not given the opportunity to rise up. We are not given the opportunity to walk forward. We are not given the opportunity to walk through the mud, clean your feet off, keep on walking, walk through some more mud, clean your feet off and keep on walking if you are not given those circumstances. So to answer that question, it is a divorce of my parents. It was rough because I was a daddy's girl, I still am, um, to see them separated, to see them fight, to um, years later for my father not to walk me down the aisle because my mother and my father were bickering two months before the wedding. Um, those are the things that, that, that resonated with me and pushed me to who I am today. Wow. 
Wow. Listen, I, I can't wait to get some people up and to ask some questions. Before we go there, I've got one more burning question, and I want you to bring us up to today. Uh, you talked about how divorce gave you an opportunity. Your parents getting a divorce gave you uh, an opportunity to lean in and make some things happen. Today, you're a pretty successful uh, entrepreneur. Um, I, I've watched you grow over the last two and a half years, and I think the thing that kind of sticks out more than anything else about you, for me, is this idea of your willingness to embrace what you don't know, your willingness to be wrong, your willingness to be challenged. And I think it now I'm, I'm beginning to understand that's that Miss Mother in you, the why, the why, well, why this and why that. And it's the inquiry in you. It's the analytical part of you. Um, bring us up to speed and bring us into the world of Christine Psalms, the the dance studio owner, uh, the mompreneur, and talk to us a little bit about how your past has informed your today. Absolutely. So now I, I don't allow people to give excuses. Um, if you give excuses, uh, you can't live in my world. <laughs> you can't be in my circle. And I know that sounds really harsh um, and rough. However, um, because of my circumstances, I push past. And so that's what I do in my dance studio. Um, at the studio, we have over 100 students in the studio, boys and girls. And we don't do competition at the studio. And people kind of frown on that. I say, oh, you can make tons and tons of money. Yes, I can, but that's not my purpose. My purpose, and I'm not driven by money. My purpose is to motivate you to strive for excellence and succeed. And if I'm motivating you, you don't have time to look at somebody else and compete with someone else. You look at yourself in the mirror. So what I tell the young ladies and gentlemen in the studio, when you are looking at yourself in the mirror, that is your competition. There's enough competition in this world today. So you are your own competition. You are what you have to push past to get to your next. That's how I am uh drilling into these young ladies and these young men that are in our studio and even transitioning over to the moms, to the mompreneurs, to the women who I'm coaching as well. I don't let them give excuses. And those that I coach, some of them are even in the audience now. I don't let them give excuses. I'll let them talk. Yes, vent, let's get it out. But now let's push past your circumstance so that I can help you get to your next. So I've taken my past, my circumstances, my not so easy childhood um, I was one that didn't watch cartoons. I read books. That's one of the things that I'm passionate about because it was time for me to in, in, to engrave in me who I am, whether I'm reading a book by Maya Angelou, why I'm reading a book and understanding um, by Langston Hughes, his amazing poems, understanding who I can become as a person. I'm not going to sit and dwell in what I don't have. I'm going to figure out how do I get where I want to go. And that is how I'm able to push women past where they want to go, how I'm able to push these young people that I see every day past where they want to go. And even if you walk into our dance studio, it's not about becoming a professional a dancer unless that's your desire. The goal, the ultimate goal is to create the person inside of you who you are supposed to be so that you can go out and conquer this world. Take the tools, take the lessons, take the discipline that we've taught you on that dance floor and transfer that into your life. So when you're walking into your nine to five or when you're walking into your very own business, you are walking in with the tools that you need to succeed no matter what circumstance is presented to you. My husband and I have four children from 22 all the way down to 10. All of them have dreams of being entrepreneurs. They don't want to clock in for anyone. At the age of seven, my, young, my oldest son, who's now a music producer in Florida, 
graduated from Full Sail University, homeschooled him, by the way. He, at the age of seven, he wanted to um, own a fleet of trash trucks. And I'm looking at him like, trash trucks? He said, yeah, I don't want to be on the back of the truck. I want to run the whole the whole uh, office. And I'm looking at him like, wow. Now, of course, that's not what he is now. But because of what we have instilled in him, that tenacity to push through, it has inspired all of our children to not clock into that nine to five, but to be who he is, he or she has been created to be. And that is why I do what I do, Coach. I can't let you get away without telling the stories of each one of your kids. I, I know the stories, but I think it'll inspire people, particularly as you lean into this uh, newer space uh, in business in terms of coaching moms uh, to be able to get out of their own way. I know you've got some things that are coming up that you are probably going to tell us about how people can get involved with that. Uh, but let's keep going. Um, you talked about the youngest and, and, or the oldest. Uh, let's let's keep going down the list of all your kids and and what and I want you to brag a little bit on not necessarily what you and Sean have done, but what they have been able to do on your watch. Uh, let's keep talking about that a little bit. Absolutely. So my oldest son who lives in Florida now, he is a music producer, graduated from Full Sail University. And about the eighth grade, he had a desire to, um, to to produce music. So I'll just give you a backstory on that. My husband, Sean Songs, is a gospel recording artist. He's had a few albums out there. Um, but God has led him in a different direction. But because of that, we are a musically inclined family. Um, and so my son wanted to go into music production. And so we put him on that trail, being a music producer, um, homeschooled him from 10th grade through high, through the rest of high school. And um, so he went that route. So he's living an amazing life down in Florida, doesn't choose to come back to cold, uh, Maryland right now. And then we have our second son, Savon, who will be 21 in July. He's uh, following the acting trail. It made me nervous for him to do that because we always want our, our children to to push past and, you know, have a good sustain. You know, when we were growing up, it was a good government job. But um, he wanted to be an actor, and he's pursuing that. Even in the middle of a pandemic, he is pursuing that right now. He's done virtual auditions. He's gotten so many um, uh, uh, movie deals and uh, music video deals. He's also a dancer. He's um, our hip-hop instructor at the dance studio, and he's gone to New York and so forth, and film movies um, that are going to the uh, Can-Can Music Festival, or Film Festival, rather. And then we have my amazing daughter, um, Lena, who's graduated from high school um, in 2022, um, and she's already been accepted to three major colleges um, so far, and we're waiting on two, three more to come in. And her, her, she has her sights set on Alvin Ailey, um, and those that would visit just my Instagram pages and my social media pages, you'll see her, all of my kids all over there. And then we have what we call our surprise blessing, our 10-year-old. And um, she was our surprise because we, um, we brought her home from Jamaica about 10 years ago, wasn't expecting that. But um, our one vacation by ourselves uh, some 10 years ago. But she's an amazing young woman who loves music as well. She plays the piano by ear. We were sitting at our home one evening and my husband was, off, my son rather was off at college and we heard someone playing the piano and my son is the only one that knows how to play the piano in the house. And so I'm like, who's playing this piano? And I walked downstairs and it was my, ten, my actually at the time, my five-year-old daughter. And I couldn't believe she heard something, a cartoon, and she began to play the music from the cartoon on the uh, on the on the piano, and then begin to develop her own composition after that. So we put her in piano lessons so that she could 
um, develop that and learn how to read music as well. So she has her sets, her heights set high as well. So we have amazing children. But the important part I want you to understand about our children is we don't put limits on them. We don't tell them what they cannot do. If they ask us to do something, we tell, we want to know how are you going to make that happen? What are the steps you're going to do to make that happen? And I'll give you a quick example. When my uh, second son, who's we, we call our wild child, he was about 15 years old and he wanted to go to a concert, the concerts in Florida. And we're like, okay, we want, I want to go see this, this, this artist. He's in Florida. And I was like, okay, so I'm not going to tell you no, but I want you to tell me how you're going to get there. I want you to tell me how much the tickets are, how you're going to pay for the tickets, what credit card are you going to use for the tickets, what airline are you going to take to purchase your, um, to get your airline tickets, what hotel are you going to stay in, and how far is the hotel from the venue. When the concert ends, how are you going to get back home from the venue? Um, Uber didn't quite exist at that point. Are you going to be able to make it back to school on time that Monday? After I gave him all of these things to do, he went upstairs to his room, started doing his research. He went as far as to get in the hotel, and then he realized he wasn't old enough to get a credit card by himself. He decided that he was not going to go to the concert. I never told him no, but he decided at that point that he was not going to go to the concert. He understood then that if he was going to do something, he has to work in the details and figure out how he was going to get it accomplished. If he was able to do that, then, of course, we were going to go alongside him to help him get those things accomplished. But you must first sit down and figure out the details so that we can help you along the way. That's how we raise our children. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Christine, I just want to say thank you so much for being my guest today on We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Your brand is amazing. Can you tell everybody for the listening audience, where can they reach you? What do you have happening uh, both on and offline? Let's go. Absolutely. So um, our dance studio, Dancing for His Glory Studio and Company, we're into our 13th season. This season is called The Promise. And we're talking about the promises that God has for us. And we are a technically sound uh, studio. So that we do teach technique. You can always look at us. You can find me on Christine M. Psalms on social media. Um, you can also look at Dancing for His Glory. Uh, dot com, but everything you can find on my IG page. I'm also excited about the Mompreneur Experience, which is coming up in January, January 17, 2022. It's an amazing time for moms, but not just moms, but women business owners being able to find themselves again, being able to reclaim who they who they are to their core outside of the children, outside of the spouses, but being able to find who they are, going from no time to me time. Oftentimes, we as women, we do so much. We don't find time for ourselves, but I'm going to take these women on a five-week experience, teaching them and showing them and giving them the tools of how to regain themselves, reprioritize your entire life so that they can get 90 minutes of free time, of me time. That's the way that I do it every single day. On top of that, being able to be stress-free and organize their entire home and business life. You can also go to the link on my bio and my IG as well to get information on that. It's actually discounted, deeply discounted, until the end of this year. That's my birthday gift back. So until December 31st, through the end of that, 12 midnight, you will be able to get that discount. So if you want to click on that link, you can definitely look into that information. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Christine Psalms. It's the We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. We've been talking about the story behind the brand. I want you guys to make sure that you share this out to as many people as possible. Uh, we upload our, a new podcast every Wednesday to every place uh, that podcasts are being heard. 
I trust that you'll come back next week and we'll be bringing another featured guest talking about the story behind the brand. At the end of the day, here's what I promise you. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, Be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.